Welcome to Be Innovative, the strategic foresight podcast that spotlights deep tech insights and open innovation. We're bringing in changemakers that are behind some groundbreaking innovations and ideas to share their insights, strategies, and challenges as we break down the barriers that hold back progress. I'm Shaurya. I'm Gladys. And today we have with us Som. Som is the CEO of AI Palette. And AI Palette is actually an AI-powered predictive analytics platform that allows product innovation teams to track trends as they emerge and predict their trajectory across time, all in real time. So I think many of us already know ChatGPT, we're playing with it every day, but not many of us would know what food GPT is about. And that is Som, your brainchild. So Som, tell us more. I'm Som, the co-founder and CEO of AI Palette. Before studying AI Palette, I was to work for the world's largest flavor company. And there I got a chance to work very closely with some of the different types of food companies, so be it the global market leaders or local giants or even the smallest of startups. And in my last role, I was in a global strategy role with them, which was essentially to see where the company should go, what the tools and technologies they should invest in. And Mm -hmm. that's when I first came across AI and machine learning. And it was way back in 2018, uh, long before AI became cool. (laughs) As I read more about it, it became quite obvious to me that it's just a matter of time before it plays a big role in our industry, food and beverage as well. So my first reaction was to look for solution providers whom I can onboard. But to my surprise, I could not find many, and particularly nothing when it comes to the space of understanding the consumer needs and predicting the trends. Mm. So then I had two options. Either I could wait for somebody else to build it, or I could go out and build it myself. <laughs> we help uh, the food and beverage companies to discover growth opportunities faster and also create products which the consumers would ultimately love. Thanks a lot for that introduction. So we know more and more industries and organizations are adopting AI as a tool for predictive purposes, as well as marketing intelligence. So why is it that they're doing this? I know AI is very cool right now, but how is it actually on the ground helping these companies go to market sooner? Or reducing the failure rates also, Precisely. going to market correctly. So what has happened uh, with the advent of AI? So all the data that we had previously, it was difficult to analyze with the traditional tool sets that you had. So with the advent of AI now, it's really possible to cut down time significantly across the different steps that a company typically Mm -hmm. follows uh, and also to make better decisions. So for example, like if you look into the whole innovation process for a food and beverage company, Mm -hmm. the first part is understanding what the consumers are really interested in. So that's Mm -hmm. where a tool like AI Palette really comes into the picture, Mm -hmm. helps us in understanding not just what the consumers are interested today, but what would be the things that would be relevant in the future as well. Mm-hmm. So that gives the company a view of like what they should be focusing on everything in real time. So you don't need to spend like six months trying to figure out what mm. you should be doing. And once they have discovered the consumer needs and the trends and what is going to happen in the future, then the next step is to create a product. Mm-hmm. So that's where you need to really create the prototypes and other things. So that's where AI can help in terms of fast tracking by simulation of what kind of formulations and recipes can potentially work for the new product that you're planning to build. And then finally, once the product is ready, then you can use AI to help you with in terms of the sales forecasting, or you should be pushing the products, what kind of pricing you should be having. Mm -hmm. So as you can see, all those things has significantly improved the way a company would go into the market 
So it seems like AI Palette can really partner with firms from even like product discovery all the way to product marketing. We help to discover trends. Mm -hmm. Mm. And once you have discovered a trend, uh, you can create a concept based on that particular trend. So for example, mm. probiotic is trending say, mm. in a market like mm. Indonesia. Mm. On the other hand, you see that uh, a flavor like lychee is trending. So then if you are a dairy company, you can create a drinking Asian yogurt company. concept which uses a new lychee flavor. Lychee as a flavor <laughs> offers probiotic as a benefit. Okay. And once you have done that, you still need to figure out are the consumers in Indonesia going to accept it or right. not, right? Yeah. So that's where uh, our third solution comes into the picture, UAT, which helps in screening of those concepts and then tells you mm -hmm. which concept will resonate better. And we do all of this without going and asking the consumers in the market whether they like it or not. I mean, beyond probiotics and lychee, was there something very adventurous or like unheard of yet? A company just decided to run with it and it was a huge hit. My favorite story is the story yes. of the salted egg yolk. Oh, I Not love fast. salted egg yolk. <laughs> and then I have tried it in different formats. There even was a salted egg uh, drink in Thailand. <gasps> wow. <laughs> that, that is okay. Was that a hit or a miss? Uh, I don't think it was the biggest hit of salted egg, but, <laughs> but yeah, people went different lengths to add up salted egg and it really shows that how wow. flavored that particular trend was. One of the recent ones that we have seen uh, recently coming out is hot honey. So it's like in honey, which is sweet, you can put some spices or infuse spices in oh, it. Wow. Can I ask what, for what region is this picking up at? It is now trending in the US market. US? Oh, wow. Yeah, and we know that a lot of trends, uh, they start from the US and then mm, they travel so all over the yeah. world. Oh, that's yeah. actually interesting insight that you're saying that most trends start in the US, especially for this spicy one. I asked what region because we're also working for some dairy companies and we, we realize that they are actually interested in hot milk if, if there is yeah if you've yeah. heard of it they really love their spice they have okay. they love like hot chocolate okay. once they they put it out as a seasonal product it's off the shelves so it's interesting that the ai palette is picking up that trends are actually emerging more from us and spreading out from there one of the best thing about food and beverage is that it has a lot of influences from one culture to the other True. like us is one of the big innovative markets where a lot of trends travel the world mm. then of course in asia we have korea and also, what you're also seeing that the Korean trends, they are now uh, happening in the U.S. as well. Yeah, K-beauty, K-beauty. So now the Asian trends are now taking over the yeah. Western world. So we see like uh, flavors like bulgogi, tteokbokki, yeah. and others, mm -hmm. they, they are getting really popular in the U.S. market as well. So what's the trust like in the market? Because still there are a lot of traditional companies all over the world which maybe don't trust in the insights from AI because... Traditionally, what happens is you go to the ground, you have that consumer research done and understand it from the horse's mouth. While with AI, it's something like you said, you don't have to be on the ground. From an acceptance perspective, how does it work for AI Palette when you go and pitch it to the clients? Yeah. Do you get questions like, how do we trust this machine? Basically, how accurate is yeah. AI Palette's I mean, results and um, suggestions? Precisely. That's a very relevant question. And one of the biggest challenges when it comes to the adoption of AI is the black box part in it, right? Correct. Where they ask a question, they get an answer, but they don't know how where the AI arrived mm. at the answer. So that's where it's important to make the AI explainable. So mm -hmm. what you do is that whenever we identify, okay, why this is one of the trends that we have identified is going to become big and this is the prediction around it, we, we give the underlying reason and the explanation behind it. So for mm. example, say, typically we know that in the food industry, a lot of trends comes from what the innovators are doing, right? Mm -hmm. So like a chef 
barista or a bartenders. They are the ones who introduce a new ingredient in a new product or try out Pick completely different there. ingredients. And when something gets popular in the fine dining space, then it gets to the food service space, the QSRs, and finally it comes to the retail space. So you give different data points like, okay, this is something trending, why it is trending, okay. why it is appearing uh, already. So is it appearing in more and more menus? Are people mm -hmm. creating more and more recipes? Are people searching for it? And that way you have enough data points backing up that trend mm -hmm. that there is already acceptance among the consumers. And mm -hmm. now it makes sense to now even create a packaged food into the market and mm. take it to the consumers. So what is the level of, um, I would say, detail that, that AI Pellet can actually recommend? So what we do is that on our platform, we understand and analyze over 5,000 trends for a single category in a single market, right? Mm. Now, 5,000 is a huge number. So to make it easy, what we do is that we map those 5,000 trends in different phases of maturity. Mm -hmm. So a trend typically follows a bell-shaped curve, mm -hmm. right? It starts dormant, then it emerges, grows, matures, and mm -hmm. ultimately declines and fades. So each and every trend then is mapped to each and every phases of maturity. So that helps us in prioritizing. And then for every trend, we predict the future trajectory of it. And then we also classify based on the phase of maturity. We know, okay, this is a trend which is going to become big in the next one to two years. This is something which is going oh. to big in the next two to three years. And these are the ones which can become big in the next five years. If a client was to come on board and use your platform, how long does it take from them from the first day to actually come into a, you know, okay, this is the product we want. This is where we want to launch. Let's do it. How has that timeline been condensed with AI Palette? Right. So if you look into the traditional research method, this process on an average takes six months. Easily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If not more. Yeah. Right. So on our platform, I can do it in 15 minutes. Because <gasps> that is a huge time saving. <laughs> Yeah, but, but, but I know the platform really well, but for mm -hmm. somebody uh, who is from the client point of view, they can do it in a few steps. Discover a trend, create a concept, and then screen it. And all of these without going and asking the consumers. Wow. wow. Is there any information that the client would have to provide you with in order to make this you know, a really nice partnership? Or is AI Pellet able to just do that discovery very independently? The best part is that uh, we have data coming from multiple different sources. So today we have mm -hmm. 61 billion data points, which is the largest data set, curated data set of food and beverage. And using that, the customers can easily do it on their own without giving us a lot of data. So we are not dependent on the customer to give a lot of mm -hmm. information oh. and do the analytics and set up things, which takes a lot of time. And the client may not have all the data. So that's why we bring in all of these data, which really helps them to go and use a plug-and-play solution. Okay. Yeah, I asked that question because a lot of time, these kind of like product innovation delays come about as, as we don't have that perfect suite of information. Exactly. But it sounds like AI Palette is able to just overcome that hurdle and therefore mm -hmm. shorten the product discovery timeline yeah, and very much. We've seen much that so. with our clients whenever we work yes. in this kind of an atmosphere. It's like, yes. where do we get that right data Correct. so that we give the insights which actually are tangible. And relevant. When you say data points, how do you get access to come up with the trends that make it believable for the client to trust in this process? The data source. So primarily coming from five different sources. So on one side, we have the social media where people talk and share about what they're eating, drinking, buying, cooking, etc. Then we look into the search engine data where actually people go and search for things which 
they won't talk on social media so it could be like okay how do i lose weight or mm-hmm. if i am on keto diet what i should be using then we look into the menus of the restaurants that gives an understanding of like what's happening in the uh, food service space and then we look into the recipes because that gives us a indication of like what people are interested in cooking at home and finally we look, look into the e-commerce platform where you can see what kind of products are available mm-hmm. in the market today so there the data points m- could mean something like one product is one data point or it could means also a search is one data point okay. so pulling all of these different data points uh, it's a huge data set and that's where the Definitely. power of ai really comes mm. in and then ai puts it all together that's what generative ai is that's making those just curious would there be any like bias because a lot of the data points definitely with ai we're, we're taking online what's available online right um what if there are people like my mom who are not really talking about what they cook online or what they want to eat online or maybe there are people who are private i mean there will be categories of people that are just missed out on is that significant or insignificant just because we already have such a huge suite of data anyway So what do you see is that for different age groups who mm-hmm. are not present online there is a supporting group who actually gives information about it so for oh, example okay. like the babies right? babies yeah mm-hmm. babies yeah. they're not online but their Future mothers customers. love to talk <laughs> about it mm-hmm. right so many babies have like their own instagram accounts oh, yeah. now <laughs> yeah. yeah so so that way we get an understanding of like what are those personas they are interested mm-hmm. in Okay. Anyway, the data is so huge that even if it's like 10% of the information is about them, it's still a huge data pool. Because mm-hmm. even in a traditional research, you talk to say 30 or 100 or people, which is rep- which which then you use it as a representation for right. the whole population. Mm. Yeah, I think the sample size really is exponential with AI because you can reach multiple sources That's compared right. to real time. Okay, over the years now, of course, AI boomed in the past one year and you've been working since 2018. So what was the toughest part during this journey and what was the turning point for AI Pilot? Yeah, so that uh, tough part was when you started out, uh, people were not aware of AI. So there's a lot of people who would be like, I've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Why should I need Why? a tool to Why tell me? Why do I need yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. So the first there was that uh, the industry was uh, not ready, ready. So it was a typical innovation adoption curve. Right. So we had to work with a lot of early innovators. So people who could see the future, they wanted to give this a chance. Mm-hmm. So that was the tough part in mm-hmm. the first uh, one to two years. But after that, uh, COVID happened. Mm-hmm. So during the period of COVID, uh, people are actually forced to adopt technology. Uh, traditional market research was not possible mm-hmm. because people are not meeting yeah. anybody. There's a more adoption for the mm-hmm. technology and also there was more budget made available to use technology. So that really helped in speeding up uh, the adoption of mm-hmm. uh, technology in that sense and and right now with the whole chat gpt now yeah. everybody can actually see and use the ai in their own mm-hmm. hands but but that, that is also the the point that i wanted to to raise uh, maybe it's a bit scary to to consider but yeah with everyone be feeling so comfortable with using chat gpt themselves will will then ai talent be replaced because now instead of asking ai pilot to run a query for me maybe chat gpt in future becomes so much more powerful that mm-hmm. i can query myself and it's free um to use is that such a risk or are you thinking that oh this is something that i can build on so the thing about uh, chat gpt is that it's or any other large language model is that mm-hmm. it can understand language mm-hmm. 
And if you ask a question, it can summarize and give you the right answer. But that's all it can do. Mm-hmm. It cannot analyze data for you. If somebody has written something about it, then mm-hmm. only it can give you a summary and tell you what it tells about. So the work that we are doing involves a lot of data analysis mm-hmm. and data crunching, which mm-hmm. the large language models are not able to do. Okay. Unless somebody has written like about the trends in all the different markets and identify how each and every ingredient is trending, mm-hmm. the models cannot really tell you what is a trend for say coffee in a market like say Vietnam, mm-hmm. it will give you a very generic answer. It will not give you a very specific answer. Mm. And that's where AI yeah, palette comes into the picture, right? Okay. So we have all of mm. these data where we have identified trend across 24 markets across eight different food and beverage categories. So now with the power of a large language model, mm-hmm. what we are able to do is that we can add a layer on top of that LLM model. Mm. And that way we created Food GPT, which understands <laughs> the domain mm. of food and beverage yeah. and has the knowledge, which an open source model like uh, Chat GPT or Bird doesn't have. Mm. Now you can go to Food GPT and ask a very specific questions like what is trending within energy bar okay. in a market like, say, mm. uh, Mexico and it will be able to give you the answer with very specific and with data points. On this, when you mentioned but I just I just remember how much more but hallucinates and how do you manage the hallucination part for food GPT? The problem with the large language models is yeah. that the hallucination problem, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it, it a lot of oh time create its own facts yeah. and other things. So for food GPT, because we already have those information and the way we have engineered it, it gives you the answer only when the data is already present at the back end. So it, it doesn't have to create something on its own. And maybe because you're very focused on the food and beverage, that also really works in your favor. Bar, chat, GPT are all over the world, every thing yeah. that is out there. Yeah. So yeah. it leads to hallucination. Too much of anything is not good. Talking about expanding, right? Now we have food GPT. Do we think that in future there will be like a fashion GPT or like even a sport GPT, a business GPT? I don't know. Like, do you think that you will be expanding to a different industry? Interesting question. We have food and beverage and... Uh, Definitely and... your forte also. Yeah. Mm. And we started with food and beverage because yeah. of my background. But yes. there are yes. other products which are very similar to food and beverage so like the beauty and personal care space right yes mm, or the principles of product innovation are very similar mm. there are companies who are doing food and beverage are also doing beauty and personal care so we are expanding in future into the beauty and personal care space oh, as well. oh wow. i am excited for that <laughs> are there any complementary deep tech innovations that you know you've seen that have helped out with ai palette or something that you're eagerly waiting for once it becomes more, let's say, commercial that will help out AI Palette in the future? So uh, not so much for AI Palette, but I think for the whole uh, food and beverage ecosystem, Mm -hmm. the other deep tech innovation, which can potentially make the whole process really fast is like, once AI Palette gives out the concept, okay, this is probably the yogurt that you should be making, Mm. then uh, somebody is able to quickly recreate the recipe 
-hmm. and then you have the robots sitting in a lab where he does all the raw materials and then can immediately make mm -hmm. that particular product and then on the same day you are able to come out not just you just went with a blank state okay i need to do something in yogurt and then you have the identified where you should be playing what kind of product you should be creating and then mm -hmm. ultimately there is a prototype which is wow. already ready so in a day you'll have a prototype in front of you actually will humans be required yeah. in the future <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I mean, it's impressive that everything with AI is, is really sped up. But I'm just, I'm just really wondering. Um, do you think there'll be a reversal in this trend? I know earlier when we had a side chat, you also mentioned how consumers nowadays they're really expecting new, fast, more. When we go to the supermarket, there's a lot more variety right now. But even with fashion, they're thinking slow down fashion, like stop with the fast fashion. Buy, buy just a few sets of shirts, rotate. Stop buying like. So many every week. Um, even with skincare, there there are beauty influencers coming out to say like, stop jumping on the, the next mm. bandwagon. All you need is retinol and moisturizer. Yeah. Do you think that is going to be something that will also surface in the food industry? I mean, there are there are companies like I think Beyond Meat that expanded too fast with too many product lines. They threw it out. Mm. They thought consumers would love it, but because maybe they innovated too quickly. Um, Putting out new products really about a whole supply chain, right? They they probably took care of like the flavors well, the product maybe from just a meat patty. They also introduced like hot dogs, and that was well received. But they forgot to take care of like the the shelf stability, and suddenly they people went to the supermarkets. They saw like melted yeah. melted yeah. pieces of like meat, and <clears> boom, <throat> stock prices fell. So, do you think that at some point? Um, food actually will slow down and then trends will, you know, become a lot more plain, especially with like trends like essentialism, minimalism also, you know, surfacing now. Right. So what I expect is that there'll be a lot of like micro segments of consumer. Micro so segments. there is already a group of people who go for minimalism, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So when it comes to food, very less process, the more raw it is, the better it is. And then there will be other segments also which should be interested in like, oh, I want to try a new flavor. I want to mm -hmm. try a new new bubble tea which is out there in the market or a new flavor of burger. So there will be different groups of people who would be coexisting together. And that way we will see there's one group who are looking for new things and the other group who are just happy with what mm -hmm. they have been consuming. Is, is there any angle of sustainability integrated into what AI Palette does or is that something you'll do in the future because when it comes to food and beverage sustainability is becoming the need of the hour more and more companies want it more and more consumers want it in the products so is that something explicitly you do so sustainability is going to be one of the big things and mm. I'm expecting in the next two to three years all the innovations that you will see in the food and beverage industry sustainability will be a very big thing and you no cannot doubt. ignore it anymore. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just a matter of time. Mm. So on our platform, you can also identify sustainability-related trends. So what are the things the consumers most care about? Mm -hmm. Do they care about what kind of packaging it is ha having? Or mm -hmm. like what is the carbon footprint mm -hmm. of that product? So that really helps now our customers to see for a particular region what kind of sustainability-related trends that they cannot ignore anymore. They have mm -hmm. to adapt and change because the consumers really care about it. If they don't change, the consumers will stop buying it. So that really helps the companies now to also 
plan their strategy around sustainability. Very relevant data Very points relevant. from that perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's also in a way helping um, companies to spot emerging consumer wants and helping them to future-proof their product lines. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, and every company right now is looking to future-proof their businesses based on what we've seen, like you mentioned. Different. Yeah. Every year, there's something new that's disrupting yeah. industries. So this really solidifies the future of these uh, companies. Beyond sustainability, things like that that we've, we've heard like so many times, are there any like emerging signals that you're picking up with AI Pellet? Something that no one's really talking about yet, yet you're seeing like spikes in interest. So, I mean, uh, health and wellness is, is still relevant and it will continue to mm. remain relevant, but we are seeing the other aspects of health and wellness coming out and becoming more and more mainstream, like mental health. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, people would not talk about it, but mental health is becoming more important. And also, there also food and beverage plays an important role, yes. right? Because food and beverage can elevate our mood, mm -hmm. change our emotions. So that's... The kind that, of diet yeah. also makes a lot of difference. Exactly. What is the vision for SOM and AI Palette? Where do you see it in the next five, 10 years? So we want to see AI Palette becomes the de facto tool using which companies do innovation. Uh, so for example, like today, Salesforce is synonymous for CRM or mm -hmm. SAP for ERP. Tomorrow for any food and beverage company creating a new product, the first thing that should come to their mm -hmm. mind should be AI Palette using which they start the whole process. What is the barrier that you see a hindrance to get you there right now so yeah i mean there is a lot of uh, hesitation around ai because it is a becoming a disruptive mm -hmm. technology uh, and a lot of it is also because people still don't understand ai what it can do it cannot do mm -hmm. and uh, people are concerned about the extreme results of what ai mm -hmm. can do that might create a little bit of a barrier when it comes to quick adoption of ai mm -hmm. Uh, but we expect that as time comes, people will understand AI more and more better, and that would lead to higher adoption. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the whole AI will make our job easy. Mm -hmm. The idea is not to replace people, it's to make our job easy, easy. right? So back in the days, like uh, 200 years back, people would work seven days a week. Now we are oh, yes. looking at five days a week. Mm -hmm. And hopefully With AI, some more. <laughs> probably we'll be looking at three days or two days a week working. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, three days a week put me off. I was so excited <laughs> about it. When it comes to adoption, we live in an age of misinformation, right? People are really afraid of, like you said, of the deep, dark secrets of AI. But I think, like you said, organizations, the large organizations are adopting AI. And more and more when they start marketing this stuff, mm -hmm. people will naturally gain acceptance because it just becomes a reality of our life. If a company is not using AI Palette tomorrow and they're still doing consumer research on really food, slow. they're lagging yes. behind. They're doing something taking six months for which they can take yeah. a week at max. When and that you're is cost to them as well. Precisely. So I think slowly and steadily, it has to start with the big organizations. And people are already accepting chat GPT now. I think mm. people have forgotten Google to some extent <laughs> when it comes to research. It's all about chat GPT and stuff. So we're mm. seeing that change. Uh, and I think slowly and steadily, the adoption will increase. It's all about the knowledge that the base gains. And thinking also, building on that point about the 5 to 10 year vision, is there any signal that um, AI Palette has picked up on that you think is really an opportunity not to be missed? 
So people would look for uh, more nutraceuticals. Nutraceuticals. So stuff which will give them. I mean, simple example today is like people are looking for more vitamins and mm-hmm. other stuff. So mm-hmm. they would look for other nutraceuticals which they can buy off the shelf, which boosts their uh, performance or uh, helps in getting rid of the ailment. Similarly, food mm-hmm. which are having that supplement in it mm-hmm. is is going to become more and more rampant among the consumers. Mm. Nutraceuticals will be on the rise. Yeah, okay. Very insightful. Okay, great. So that's all we had in store for today. We've learned more about how predictive analytics is changing the face of the industries and how AI Palette is leading the race in this and how we all have to start adopting AI because it is the next thing five, ten years down the line. <laughs> if you're not uh, learning AI, you're left behind. As if you're a company, an individual, or a large organization. Mm. So thanks a lot for that. Thanks for having me. So... If you enjoyed this episode, please uh, follow us, leave us a comment, tell us what you think about this episode and if there's anything new, interesting things out there that you want us to talk about, we'd be more than happy to do so. Till then, be imaginative. Be curious. Be innovative. <laughs>